Welcome to this Grandma's Life podcast. I'm your host, Thesea Ellis. Get ready to laugh, learn, and grow with me as we explore growing old in an ever-changing world. Today is September 5th, 2023. It is episode 46, Back in the Game. Okay, let's get started with farm happenings first. Uh, I got a warning ticket. Where I, I'm going to Kenzie's back into uh, playing basketball, not basketball, softball. And we were coming back from Barnesdall and I was kind of daydreaming. Well, okay, let me let me back that up just a little bit. We're coming back from this Barnesdall game, but where we were coming through was in Oolagaw. And I was basically reminiscing with Kenzie, letting her know uh how much I like the the evening, the night lights at this power plant. It's uh, it's a public service company in Oklahoma. It's like AEP, PSO now. It was just PSO when I was a kid. And uh, when, so I've always lived near a power plant growing up and the night lights, the lights that they, they shine on the power plants always was kind of pretty. So I was talking to Kenzie about that and telling her how pretty they, I thought they were and stuff like that. So apparently I wasn't paying attention to how fast I was driving and I got pulled over. I just got a warning ticket though, but I have to admit it kind of irritated me, but you know, <clears throat> Hey, we're driving to, and wasn't dri- driving that fast, but yes, I was over the speed limit and, and that's what I get for daydreaming and reminiscing. Uh, I had my second physical therapy session. <sighs> I have, my the backs of my heels i'm just going to give you a quick background on this back of my heels have been swelling up and swelling up and um i knew they hurt but i wasn't paying that much attention to them and i was even getting bigger sizes shoes big out where i couldn't it was getting very painful the swelling on the back of my heel hurt and the it was shoving my feet forward in my shoes and i was having really painful calluses on the end of my toes and stuff too so when i was getting taking kenzie to the doctor for her knee injury i asked at the orthopedic place because i had scheduled an appointment for a podiatrist but it was going to take me two or three months to get in there and i was in a lot of pain so i thought well while i'm here why don't i ask and go to see if they can do something with me for the orthopedic guy and i'm so glad i did but i did my second physical therapy my heel the swelling in my heels is going down enough that the calluses on the end of my toes are diminishing and i am so grateful for all that my knees still give me some fits though i'm really i don't know why my knee is so swollen except for the fact i've been walking improperly for so long but um yeah she, the the lady the physical therapist is very good she comes up with new ways to torture me but i'm getting results and i'll be tortured i don't care um <clears throat> It was as good. And I feel better enough that I'm actually getting around and doing a little bit more. I was kind of getting down. I was getting kind of depressed and I still struggle with it a little bit because you got to know, I know I'm 61 years old. I should be slowing down, but I ain't ready to slow down yet. And just six, eight months ago, I was jumping and running and doing stuff, you know, and now I'm just barely walking. So it's been kind of, it's been kind of hard on me. And, uh, but I've been feeling better enough that one evening I uh, was able to, volunteer to place they they i can't remember i think it's uh i can't remember what, what group it is it was called it's called like food for kids so we have cases and cases of food and i do the word loosely mainly because it's rice krispie treats and little uh, fruit cups and you know lots of carbohydrate stuff but i guess that's what kids like and want anyway and that's what they've been able to get hold of but we would do all the, you know, little crackers and cookies and, and, uh, 
cans of beanies and weenies and, and beef stew and stuff like that. And just last time they even had a, a jar of peanut butter they can give to some people. So what we do is they have all these cases open and then we have grocery bags of plastic grocery bags and we make the round and pick out one of everything and stick them in our grocery bags and tie it up and they put it in, in different um, laundry baskets to take to different schools and different schools. I don't know why they have different schools have different needs. So one time they go, Oh, this is week one. And this is what you do for here. And, and uh, um, so the menu changes from week to week, I guess is what the deal is. And uh, we spend about an hour and there's, uh, we're all volunteering there. And, but the people I'm volunteering with are so fun. It's now pastor and sometimes his wife. And she was there this time, other people in our church are there. And then there's a couple other people, uh, that help to uh, volunteer there that you don't know, but you get to know them. And we sing and we laugh and talk and we're, we go round and round and round and uh, filling up the different bags and stuff. But I kind of enjoy it, but it felt good to be feeling feel good enough where I could actually participate in that and fill up these bags so that these kids can have some food. They, they, they do the bags of food, they deliver them to the schools and then the schools distribute them to particular kids so that they can put these bags in their backpack and take it home. So when they go home, they have something to eat. I, I think that's sad. I don't understand. I struggle with that. I mean, I'm glad that I'm able to participate that, that children can eat and actually have food instead of their parents spending all the money on sodas and, and all that other stuff. Cause you know, they're getting food stamps and stuff too. So I don't know. I struggle with it. I struggle with the fact that the, the government takes all that money and, and just this disperses it in food stamps or you know you know what i'm saying on that and it's abused that we still on a private level have to feed these kids so i struggle with that but you know what if i'm doing my part to help people eat then i'm doing my part um I took a day off, guys. Well, kind of. I str I ran around, ran around, got a bunch of stuff done in the morning so that I could spend an afternoon with a friend of mine at her house at a swimming pool. And I spent two or three hours or more, three or four hours, just hanging out in the swimming pool, talking to other ladies. And I have to admit, I needed it. Well, I needed it for a couple of reasons. I needed it because I schedule myself tight. I schedule myself way too tight. And uh, a friend of mine, Kate Ash, had said something about feeling like it's a your schedule is kind of like a filing cabinet. And, you know, you think, well, I got 15 minutes here. I can slip another thing in there. So the, all the, the filing cabinet gets so full and so crammed. And my filing cabinet was on the verge of kind of exploding on me. And so I felt guilty about it in some ways. But I have to admit, I knew I needed it. So just hanging out in a swimming pool for an afternoon talking to some fun ladies talking about neat stuff just doing nothing essentially and it was actually it was good for my knee too because it was cool water it helped the swelling go down on my knee and that was nice too so not standing on my knee not working not tugging or pulling or hauling or doing anything like that just hanging out in a swimming pool in a cool cool temperature swimming pool it was just nice it was nice to visit with the ladies. It was nice to to just do nothing, even if I did feel a little guilty about it. <laughs> All right, I can't believe that I'm that I, this is happening now. I don't know how old are the piglets. Four months, maybe even five months. But I finally got them all named. I mean, Yoda, I've had him named all along because 
he was deformed enough. He had kind of like Yoda ears. I don't know. He was just shaped funny. He's the one that I got castrated. And so he looked like Yoda. He was easy to name. And I have to admit, I've fallen in love with that little piglet. I'm pretty much in love with all my all my pigs, but but Yoda is special. <laughs> he doesn't even know it. He's just a slow little guy that's in his own little world and does his own thing. And and I he's just he's just adorable. I won't lie. And then I had all, the other four pigs were just white, and one of them is a male. So uh, I finally, because they're white pigs, they're the Idaho pasture. Uh, um, pig so uh all of them have the little waddles on the on their uh cheeks and and uh yoda is the only spotted one i have left besides daisy the other mom a different mom different south but all the rest of uh waddles that's some other sal's mom's name uh they uh they're white so it was a little different difficult before I started actually paying attention to determine what one from another. Well, obviously the male was a male. And so I named him Wilbur finally. And then the other three, I studied them for a while and studied and studied them. And one of the little females, apparently she's got a little more cooney cooney in her because she's shorter and more stout and cute as a button. But she's not going to be real big, I don't believe, because she is definitely a couple inches shorter than the other ones. And so I named her Tinkerbell, Tink for short. And so I thought, okay, get one more. So I got three more to go. Was that right? No, two more to go. So then the other two pigs that looked very similar, they were very, they were similar in size. They were both of the whitish stuff. But then I got to look at them more closely and one of the, one of the females has more of a blonde yellow color to her and the other female is a whitish color. <laughs> so the yellow one, I named her Goldie Hawn and the white one, I ended up naming her Crystal. So my piglets that are left are Yoda, Wilbur, Goldie and Crystal, Goldie Hawn and Crystal. So I don't know. I'm kind of ashamed that I've taken so long to name them. But at the same time, I'm really kind of happy to get it done. I'm happy that I finally paid attention enough where I can name them. I mean, if they're going to be so special to me that they make me smile every time I go out and visit them and I enjoy talking to them and petting them and stuff, you think that I would take the extra step and, and name them. And I finally did. My scythe arrived. I have been trying to buy a scythe for maybe two years I have tried like five different locations to get a scythe and uh and some people go what a scythe are you talking about a sickle yeah it's kind of like a sickle but it's a scythe i don't know i don't know the difference but it's a scythe and my scythe finally arrived the other day and we got it put together i tried to put it together but i wasn't smart enough and and i was ch checking it out and i it, once i get the feel for it i'm going to start being able to knock out some stuff i did do some knocking out i'm going to do a video on that and put it out here pretty soon and uh show you my size and and why i got it and everything but i was i was excited because i've been i've been trying to get it for a while i would order it and they would say oh well it's back order because everything that we need to to build it it was it was during the time that that you couldn't get little things like you could you know you could get a window but you couldn't get the screws that would screw the window in or something you know what i'm saying or you could get doors but you couldn't get the handles for them it was just a, a a supply issue and so everywhere i had tried to order a side for uh, i think two years 
I they just wasn't able to uh, to get one. And even the one that I got was on back order for a month or two. And uh, I finally got, and it was from Layman's. I, I think I, I think that was the second time I had tried to order from Layman's, and this time uh, it finally came in, and I'm glad. And it looks like it's really good quality, and it's going to be pretty good. It's just, and I was pretty impressed with that. Like, it's not hard work. I mean, if once if I had to do a whole field and all that other stuff, I'd be, I'd be whipped. But it's not like, it's, it's not. It's very smooth. It's got a good feel for it. It's got a good, it's got a good rhythm. And, and it seems to be, I think that I'm going to be able to do it pretty good. There's a lot of reasons. And I'll put that in the video too, of why I wanted to decide. But if I arrive, I'm excited. I'm glad. Okay. I know you guys know a couple of months ago that I had said that Kenzie and I had applied for passports. Mine came, my passport came in, but Kenzie's did not. I, I don't know what the deal was. I've got to resend a whole bunch of paperwork. I think what the deal was, they wanted they wanted parent information. Well, at the time, we weren't really in whole contact with either one of her parents too much. I mean, her 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 dad, we can't get contact with him necessarily, and her mother. Uh, sometimes she's there, sometimes she isn't. So I had just used the original copy from 20, 2018 of uh, the custody papers. And since I didn't have an updated one on hand, I turned that in. I think that's where my mistake was. So we did end up getting a copy of uh, Kenzie's mother's driver's license. We'll send that in because that's what it, the paperwork says is a parent ID. So I did get a copy of that, but I've also got an up, the actual updated um, court document for custody so i'm gonna get that together and get it mailed in i may take it down to the post office and bear and take it to the lady down there who 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 was familiar with passports and say hey this is the problem we had with it will this fix it before i mail it in but i think i've got all the documentation together which means it's going to be probably another two months before kenzie's um passport will come in but that's okay because we've got time there's plenty of time i just wanted to have it you know so we've got that done all right, my three things. Uh, number one is I was wanting to get that size video uh, recorded and uh, and get ready for editing and stuff. I don't know if I'm going to get that done today. I'm running out of time now because I'm. I, it's supposed to be my number one thing, and I decided to do something else instead. And number two is report record this podcast, and I was even going to put it off. I'm thinking just get it done. So I've got the uh, podcast uh, that I'm recording now. Hopefully I can get it posted before I head out and we'll get that done too. And then the softball game tonight, it's a home game. It's just high school and home game means that it's less than a mile or about a mile from my house. And I'm going to be home in a decent hour and I'm going to like that. So we're playing. So Kenzie's playing in a softball game tonight and I'm looking forward to videoing it too. I always video all of her games. Okay. What I'm reading. And as I as I pull this stuff out, I'm I'm trying to decide what to do with this I'm reading thing because I love the stuff that I'm reading and everything, but I don't know that it's a good fit for this podcast. I don't know. I'm thinking about making a whole nother podcast of just things I'm reading and the uh, and, and uh, the stuff I've highlighted in it. I don't know. We'll find out. I don't know. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. But what I'm reading is The Happiness Advantage by Sean Acor. It was written in 20, 2010. And we're getting into the principles of the happiness advantage. And this one's principle number one is and it's called the happiness advantage. And on page 45, it says positive emotions actually expand our peripheral line of vision. 
think of the edge of all this gives us in the workplace. After all, who wouldn't want to see out-of-the-box solutions, spot opportunities, and, and better see how to build up on the ideas of others? In today's innovation-driven knowledge economy, business success and practically every job or profession hinges on being able to find creative and novel solutions to problems. And I think that may apply to a lot of locations if they want you if you're a good employee, I think it's good that you can uh, look into things and make them be able to have that peripheral vision and come up with better ways to do things. But but not all companies want you to think outside the box. I've, I've been a, a, a aware of that in the past, and, you know, even if they should. Uh, even if the innovation you develop through positive emotions are not welcome in your department, develop them anyway. You know, they don't have to use your ideas, but develop them anyway just so that you can use that part of your brain and keep it going and maybe your innovative thoughts can be used elsewhere on pages 48 and 49 48 is even the smallest shots of positivity can give someone a serious competitive edge and on page 49 this is a quick burst of positive emotions doesn't just broaden our cognitive cognitive capacity it also provides a quick and powerful antidote to stress and anxiety which in turn improves our focus and our ability to function in our at our best level so think about all the times when you change your attitude about something and how it helped you to overcome the stress and anxiety that you were feeling at the time. And page 50, happiness is not just a mood, it's a work ethic. Scientists once thought that happiness was almost completely hereditary, dictated by a genetically determined set point. But thankfully, they have since discovered that, in fact, we have far more control over our, over our own emotional well-being than previously believed. While we each have the happiness baseline that we fluctuate around on a daily basis with concerted effort, we can raise that baseline permanently so that even when we are going up and down, we're going at a higher level. So regardless of your personality type, I, um, my friend Kenesh, he has, I don't know how they do it. He's got like a... A, B, C, and D or something like that uh, for C. I don't know. But he's that my when I did it, I was I was learning about the personality traits through Florence Littauer. So like uh, choleric, phlegmatic, um, uh, melancholy, and choleric. And so when I was learning about the personality types with that melancholic, if you think about it, it's those are usually some people who are pretty low key, pretty mellow and even prone to depression and stuff and very detail oriented and stuff and phlegmatics have a tendency to be pretty low-key and stuff too they just they just don't care that type of thing so regardless of your personality type whether driven moody talkative ditzy they talk, they say like the phlegmatic is ditzy you know very very uh outward going but forgetful you know serious whatever everyone can be happy and more productive if they make the effort to be happier And on page 51, uh, talking about doing meditation, is a neuroscientist have found that monks who spend years meditating actually grow their left prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain most responsible for feeling happy. But don't worry, you don't have to spend years in sequestered celibate silence to experience a boost. Take just five minutes each day to watch your breath go in and out. While you do so, try to remain patient. If you find your mind drifting, just slowly bring it back to focus. Meditation takes practice, and I, I agree. 
but it's one of the most powerful happiness inventions. Studies show that in the minutes right after meditating, we experience feelings of calm and contentment, as well as heightened awareness and empathy. And research even shows that regular meditation can permanently rewire the brain to raise levels of happiness, lower stress, and even improve immune function. And yeah, I don't know if you've ever tried in the in our day and age of uh, short attention spans and stuff. <laughs> some form of meditation can be helpful in helping us to focus on the activity at hand, along with the happiness we are also trying to cultivate. All right, I am still. I'm listening to the 10x rule by Grant Cardone, Grant Cardone the second time. I'm almost done with that. I'll have a different one that I'm listening to. Of course, I'm still also re-listening to uh, Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. And uh, so that that's other stuff that I'm listening to. Um, what I'm writing, I am still writing in my journal. I'm getting better about doing that. It's courting. It makes a difference how late we come in and stuff like that. Because like during the really extreme heat, that we were experiencing. They had moved softball games to eight o'clock at night. We weren't getting home until 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And I was not doing my prayer journal at night after that. But also I'm trying to get up earlier in the morning to work on a book that I'm writing. And this one, this chapter I'm working on is talking about the dating mindset, regardless of how old you are and stuff. I'm trying to do uh, the, I'm trying to do a book about getting your mindset properly in dealing with the opposite sex, essentially. So I don't know. <laughs> I am no expert, but I have been around the block a few times. So I think I can be helpful to somebody with that one. I don't know. All right. My quote of the day um, is live a life that is a statement, not an apology. And I looked and I can't find an author for that one, but I still like it because I think too often we have been trained to fit in to uh be part of the be part of the world and what and to be different and stand out is not a good thing but i but i still say live a life that is a statement not an apology okay my scripture of the day is you need to persevere so that when you've done the will of god you will receive what he has promised hebrews 10 36 and uh, you know my last podcast was about being it was perseverance when i was trying to struggle with that garden hose and stuff and this was this is a different type of this is a more perseverance but it's it was it's on a different case so hebrews 10 36 is you need to persevere so that when you've done the will of god you will receive what he has promised and this brings me to my main subject so kenzie and i both are in physical therapy kenzie her knee what her deal is, is her kneecap is set high on her knee and apparently is tilted out at the bottom of just a little bit too. So it's exposing that patella tendon on her knees more than other people. And when she landed on it in softball without knee pads, she hurt it. And uh, she was able to overcome it pretty good because that basketball camp was over. And then when she hurt it during softball, we had that's why we've been going to uh, practice and stuff for her or to physical therapy for her on that one too. And her physical therapy, I have been finding has, has been an interesting thing. Not just the fact that they find other ways to torture you, but why why they choose this particular thing to torture you for. And I say torture, but you understand, if anybody's ever been through physical therapy, you know that it's not fun, but you do it because that's what your body needs. And uh, they told Kenzie, and she's a scrawny little thing. She's five foot one and uh, 99 pounds, something like that. I mean, she has some musculature and everything too, but 
she's built small and they told her that she needed to strengthen her quadricep muscles, the muscles above the knee to help keep the uh, kneecap in place and, and to strengthen that patella muscle, uh, that patella tendon too. And she's been doing the exercises they gave her for that. And it was night and day. She was just two or three days after she had gotten the, that particular set of physical therapy instructions, she was feeling a lot, lot better. And then was able to get back out onto the softball field. Um, my thing has been a little bit more, it's going to take longer to get over it, but, uh, so with my, apparently I've had many years of <laughs> torturing my own feet, not torturing, but damaging my feet. I've done a lot of things to my feet over the years. And I spent about 10 years being about half crippled with plantar fasciitis. And I had for, I had even gotten a 20% permanent disability on my feet that I forget sometimes. Cause when your feet get to feeling better, you forget, except going barefoot. I don't go barefooted because going barefoot, it always was so painful. It was so terribly painful for me. And now this physical therapist telling me to take my shoes off and I'm not going to lie. It strikes fear in my heart to walk someplace without shoes and I'm trying to do it better, but I don't last long. And, uh, but, uh, so my physical therapy is different. Uh, she told me I need to strengthen calf muscles. I'm thinking, what the heck? I'm, I'm a strong old lady. And if you ever saw my calves, they're huge and muscular, but I had walked in properly so long. There's a particular set of calf muscles that, that has weakened considerably. And that's what's contributed to some damage to my feet and my knee. So mine's going to be taking longer to get over and a little bit more torture, but that's the perseverance thing I'm talking about. Kinsey rested her leg and she persevered and did her physical therapy and was able to recover quickly. And is that back out on the softball field? She's not 100% by any means, but she is much better. I'm having to persevere. I'm seeing improvement in my heels, which hopefully in the long run will make an improvement in my knee that has stayed very swollen. But I have another doctor's appointment here later on this week and I'll find out what they say about it. But uh, I'm looking forward to um, I'm, I'm liking the physical therapy. I'm, it hurts. Some of the stuff I do hurts. But because I'm seeing um, at least some result, I'm willing to persevere and continue with it. And uh, so that's that was my whole thing of the day. Today is physical therapy, perseverance and all that other stuff. Um, this brings me to my story of the day. I had one story, but guys, one story reminded me another one and, uh, and I'm going to get emotional. Um, years and years ago when Kenzie's dad was young, you know, they have, um, little, you know, I think it was called secret Santa when one of the schools that Kenzie went to and you sent money to school with the kids and they had a, like a little miniature store so the kids could actually go shopping for their parents without the parents having to be there one parent or another because we were living in california at the time and there was a lot of single parents i mean there's a lot more single parents and stuff now too but it was one of those things that if a child wanted to get something for their parent for christmas they couldn't really because the only one parent was there and so david and i don't have it i had to leave it behind in california which breaks my heart big time but uh, he sent brought home a beautiful picture and it was showing a, um, a footpath 
with a bridge going over a roaring creek and two kids trying to get across that path to go home. And behind them was a great big guardian angel watching over them. And I don't know why that strikes me as so. It's still to this day, it strikes me as the most one of the most wonderful presents I've gotten. Well, Kenzie and I are actually pretty close. But, um, sorry, I'm trying to get my act together here. I uh, had my birthday pretty soon after I got back from Florida. She had asked me while I was in Florida what I wanted for for my birthday, and I told her I had wanted a particular book. And neither one of us realized it was a book that wasn't quite ready to be published yet. So she was kind of upset that it hadn't come in for so long. When I looked it up, I said, oh, no, it's going to be here next week. But the reason it didn't come is because it wasn't even ready for publication yet. I said, but that's okay, because he's my favorite author, and it's Dean Koontz. It was Dean Koontz's uh, um, birthday, I mean birthday, Dean Koontz's book. but see, I'm still going to be emotional because you got to know Kenzie and I are very, very close in a lot of ways, but we also give each other a lot of space. If we're sitting in a, you know, on the couch, she's on one side and I'm on the other. If, uh, and we, we're not mushy. I love you. All that other stuff. So when she wrote this note and I'm hope I can get through this with you guys, she wrote this note in the inside of this book. She bought me a hard copy book too. So, you know, I'm going to really appreciate that too. She says, happy birthday. To the very best grandma ever. Thank you for everything you've done for me. I really couldn't ask for a better person to take me in. I love you very much. I gotta love her. I mean, I adore her anyway. But her telling me or writing me that she loves me has touched me so much. Obviously, because I'm such a crybaby. But... We don't tell, I mean, I tell her when she hears I love you from me, I'm not one who goes, I oh, love you, love you. I'm, if I tell you I love you, I mean I love you. So when I'm telling her I love her, I'm talking about her something very specific and I want her to know how much I love her. So she knows if I tell her that, that I mean it. And uh, she is very protective of her feelings and, and thoughts and, and everything. And I don't blame her not one little bit. but. Uh, that was the best note I've seen in a long time and hopefully I get back together and finish this <laughs> but alright the question of the day is there a gift or note or a picture that they had that have been drawn from a, ch from a child or grandchild that has really touched your heart I would like to hear about it you can email me at theseaellis at gmail.com and uh, let me know about a gift that you have received from either a child or grandchild, you know, even if it's a picture, whatever it is, some things just really touch your heart. And I would love to hear about them and see them. Thank you, Dice. All right. Uh, my income producing activity of the day is the Self-Reliance Festival. Oh, my gosh, guys. That's coming up quickly. That's coming up in just a little over a month. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to going. And uh, uh, I'm going to have uh, some healthy heifer skincare cream from a friend of mine that I'm going to get to sell there. I'm going to get reconnect with a whole lot of really cool people. Joel Salatin is going to be there. Um, it's too late for the early bird special, but for $95 a ticket, that'll get you for the whole weekend. 
they have other things if you go on that site. I mean, I think there's a chicken processing class done by done by Joel Salatin. That's extra. I can't remember how much it costs to do that. But for $95, they get you all day Saturday, all day Sunday, up until about five o'clock on Sunday. And uh, you can uh, go go and really meet some kind-hearted, go-getter, down-to-earth people. And that's one of the reasons, one of the main reasons I like going to that. Because, you know, they always they always say that you don't, you feel like you're all alone when you're doing all this stuff out here. And I do, I feel alone a lot doing my, doing my uh, stuff on, on my homestead. And a lot, most of the time I really like it. But when it comes to I get overwhelmed sometimes. I, I, there's more here than I can do and stuff. And uh, every once in a while, I just need a little bit of encouragement from people who are kind of doing the same thing. So I would love to see you guys at the Self-Reliance Festival. I really would. And come and tell me, and I'll do my very best to have a good conversation with you. I'm not very quick on my feet when it comes to talking to people, but I will really appreciate to get to visit you. So go to my link below, Self-Reliance Festival, for that affiliate link. It won't cost you any more, but it does help me out, and uh, I would certainly appreciate that. And also at the at the same time, wherever you listen to to podcast, uh, I, I would appreciate if you could leave me a review and uh, let me know why you think when people when you leave reviews, it helps people find your podcast and stuff too. I still have not figured out how to get to claim on Fountain, claim my uh, uh, podcast on Fountain, but hopefully I can figure to get that taken care of somewhere down the road too. Um, where I can be found is grandmashomestead.farm that is that is my website i do a weekly blog i try to post a, a recipe on it i got some other things i want to put on it pretty soon too but that's grandmashomestead.farm my main channel is grandma's homestead and i have a farm animal life uh, youtube channel i'm on instagram and tiktok and facebook and some versions of thesia ellis and or uh, right now like on facebook i I like to post things. Well, my thing on Facebook is I, I believe in an algorithm thing. So uh, I try to share only funny stuff. And uh, so I, I like to laugh. I want you to be able to laugh. So I try to share funny stuff. And so I get funny things on Facebook. Um, but I'm also doing a scripture of the day or a quote of the day that I'm putting out very often on Facebook too. But that's someplace, you know, that where you can actually see where I'm uh posting things on the farm or one of my scriptures or quotes or something. Oh, sorry. Our, I'm hearing something. It was like a terrible noise. It's a little bit windy day and we still haven't completely fixed our skirting and the wind hit the skirting and it was, I thought, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> All right, back at it. I'm also a MeWe and Twitter. Well, what's it called? X now. I need to make a note of that. I'm, and uh, I don't do a lot on uh, X. But and I'm also on Rumble. All right, guys, that's all I got for you. I'm sorry I got all emotional on you, but hey, that's the way it goes. God bless, guys. I pray that you have a wonderful day. I pray that you learn how to be happy in your life and stuff too. Uh, see you next time. <laughs>